Thank you for listening to the Merge Podcast, where biblical truth, life application, and encouragement intersects. I'm your host, George Mims, and it is my prayer that the next few minutes impacts your day for the better. Enjoy. In such a turbulent time as we are in now, people are drawing lines and choosing sides. But what is God requiring of his people during this time? I think the answer lies in our collective answer to the question Jesus asked in the parable of the Good Samaritan, found in Luke chapter 10, 29 through 37, who is a neighbor to the man that fell among thieves? You see, the answer to this question was the one who showed mercy or compassion to the man that fell among robbers. It was he who was the good neighbor. It was the one least likely to show compassion after which Jesus said, go and do likewise. You see, what Jesus was effectively saying is that caring for others is a function of willingness to care and nothing more. I remember reading a story about uh, Shane Claiborne, Christian activist and author who spent a summer in the slums of Calcutta with Mother Teresa before passing. And Shane wrote that people often ask him what Mother Teresa was like. Did she glow in the dark or have a halo? He said she was short, wrinkled, and precious, maybe even a little ornery, uh, but like a beautiful, wise old granny. But there is one thing I will never forget, Shane says. Her feet were deformed. Each morning during Mass, I would stare at those feet. I wondered if Mother Teresa had leprosy, but I wasn't going to ask, of course, is what he says. He says uh, on one day, a sister asks us, Have you noticed Mother Teresa's feet? They all nodded and curious. She said, the sister saying about her feet, her feet are deformed because we get just enough donated shoes for everyone and Mother Teresa does not want anyone to get stuck with the worst pair. So she digs through and finds the worst pair for herself. You see, years of wearing bad shoes have deformed Mother Teresa's feet. While we are in awe of such great sacrifice, the Bible commands us also in Philippians 2 and 3 to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others more significant than ourselves, not looking to our own interests, but to each of the interests of others. You see, from the beginning of time, God has always been concerned about those that can't care for themselves. His care for the marginalized Is all throughout scripture. But you see, God has chosen to use mankind, man himself, you and me, those that are listening right now, to provide for those that can't do for themselves. The challenge is that people have artificially drawn lines as to who it is within their own accountability circle. Who are they responsible for and who are they not responsible for? But what is your accountability? I'm speaking to you that are listening to this podcast today. What is your accountability? Those that have resources and power possibly to change someone's life for the better. This couldn't be better illustrated than in the Old Testament commandment that was given on how one was to harvest their field. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9 through 10 says this. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. 
You see, God always intended to care for those who couldn't provide for themselves. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 17, that the poor will always be with us. So it's not about whether we can abolish poverty, but more, are we willing to abolish selfishness to care for those who need most around us? Here's the question that I have for you. Are there situations or people that you know of to this very day where you can make a difference in their life? Have you found yourself looking at situations asking, why doesn't someone do something about that? Have you considered that no one else sees what you see because God may somehow be trying to pull you into the fray of bringing about a solution? You see, today, right now, there are roughly 850 million people worldwide that are undernourished, many of which are malnourished also. You see, the sad irony is that there is enough food In the world, there is enough food today. Let me say that again. There is enough food today on the planet to feed all of its inhabitants. But the lack of distribution and access to food stores by those most in need is lacking. Additionally, those of us who have access to food and resources to share with others are not doing enough to share, not doing enough to change the situation. As Christians, here's the question that I leave for you. And, and, and maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're someone that says, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to do good for mankind, but I'm still um, kind of out to lunch as to whether or not I believe in Christ. I'm speaking to those that, that feel that, you know what, there's not enough good that, that's being done in the world. The question is, why or what is your role to change the situation? What is your role to change the trajectory of those that don't have? What would Jesus do for those that believe in Christ? You see, are there situations or or people that you know today where you can make a difference in someone's life? Have you found yourself looking at situations asking, why doesn't someone do something about that? Maybe God is trying to pull your coattails to invite you into the solution to bring about a change. Pastor Chuck DeGroote, he's also a a counselor and 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 a psychologist, in his book, The Toughest People to Love, he says that before we criticize others, we must first ask ourselves, what part do we play in the dysfunction we're looking at? Consider for a moment that there might be situations that only you can see that God is trying to pull you to make a difference. Who's within your circle of influence? Who is it that you can impact? Here's a challenge that I ask you and I leave with you today. Within the next 30 days, is there someone uh, additional, someone that maybe you hadn't planned on on, 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 uh, blessing or plan on helping? Maybe there's somebody that you've observed time in and time out and you've asked yourself, why don't they make a change? Why don't they make an improvement? Why don't they pull themselves up by their bootstraps? Consider for a moment over these next 30 days, find somebody that you can make a difference in their lives. The question that I ask you is the question that Jesus asked the man that posed the question, who is my neighbor? Who is your neighbor? And are there any of your neighbors in need today? Consider what you can do today. Maybe it's clothes, maybe it's shoes or or food, or maybe it's just a phone call of encouragement to encourage somebody to do better. As Jesus said, go and do likewise. That's it for this broadcast here of 
uh, the Merge podcast. Join us again in our next episode. And again, until then, enjoy. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you've been encouraged by the message, will you consider becoming a regular supporter by sharing the podcast link with others you think could be blessed by it? And also click the support button to become a monthly supporter at the $9.99 or $4.99 level. Know that your support goes a long way in making sure that we can extend the podcast to literally millions of people across the internet who are desperately in need of encouragement. Thank you again for listening and be on the lookout for the next broadcast. Enjoy.